0: Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele,
1: Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Alyssa Mann, the Queen of Romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book
2: girls! Girls! Un bonhomme de neige avec des yeux et une et bon chapeau.
1: What's that? French. Frosty the
2: Snowman in French. <laughs> <laughs> are you not an early
1: Christmas person, Martha? We've had this discussion every week for weeks now. I know you're so you are an impish little shit. <laughs> look at that look, look on your I've face. Look, I've had a day. <laughs> Call. I just love that she's love like. You. <laughs> Today is in America, Black Friday, which means that this is the day that all the retailers make their money for the entire year. They really do. Yep. Did you guys go shopping? I did not. No. I did not buy nope. a single
2: thing today. I bought four things off of Amazon, like <gasps> oh, as gifts. I did buy some
1: stuff from Amazon, but not as just stuff I had to have today.
2: <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Does that count? <laughs> yes. I didn't buy anything because I was too busy being at work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it was fine. That's Vani's response as well. Oh, I think we need to talk about pie. Okay. What's your favorite pie, Alyssa?
0: I don't have a favorite pie. What? I'm the queen of pie. I love making pies, and I like different ones for different reasons.
1: Okay. Give us um, um, an example of some of your favorite pies. How's that?
0: Today I made blackberry pie because I love blackberries. Mm. I love apple pie. I love lemon meringue pie, chocolate pie, pumpkin pie.
1: She's like uh, Bubba Gump over there. I love
0: pies. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like cherry pie because I don't like cherries, and I, I don't like J-pies. and I don't I like cranberry pie, pie. pie because I don't like cranberries. How
1: about raisin pie? Oh, that's <laughs> so good. I really dis seriously dislike raisin. Oh, pie. I love
0: raisin pie. That just doesn't it is even... so nasty. Carrie, I didn't
1: even know that was a thing. It's, it is it's called funeral pie.
0: I've never heard it called funeral yeah, pie. Funeral
1: pie. Carrie, a girl who works here uh, part-time, when I was working part-time on the weekends when I first came to work here, she said that her she wanted somebody to make her her grandma's favorite pie. And I said, what pie is that? She goes, no one makes it anymore. And I was like, okay, so what is it? And she said, it's funeral pie. So I look it up and it's raisin pie. Mm. I mean, what else does it have besides raisins? Raisins. Like a big old <laughs> fucking mouth full of raisins. I don't like
3: hot raisins. I like raisins if they're room temperature but or imagine,
1: like, like covered in chocolate. Imagine but- like just taking a box of raisins and digging your hand in there and then putting the whole thing in your mouth.
2: Probably with some sugar.
1: Yeah, sugar too. And pie crust.
2: I honestly, I'm the type of person who loves like, the actual meal so much like the meat and the sides Mm -hmm. that I never really eat dessert but I do I mean I like pie but like I I don't like yesterday I did not eat dessert
0: I should have (laughs) sat next to (laughs) Vani I was like I I ate ate three different kinds of pie yesterday I'm moving I had you're insane come on over here I miss you Alyssa I was
3: actually really, really bummed that I ran out. Of, I didn't have a container to take <laughs> pie home in.
1: Alyssa literally just moved her whole body to the opposite side of the room
2: to be away from Nicole because she doesn't eat dessert. <laughs> what is the just
0: matter with you? Give
2: me more turkey.
0: <laughs> no. You, can't, oh, hi, you, can eat, hi. you can
2: eat, <laughs> you, isn't can that eat though, that you can eat. Is it the than You can have all my dessert. Like, it's even
3: better. No, it's not. I had a, a big old slice of. Dutch apple pie, mm. and some pumpkin pie, and then this cheesecake that I made, which was okay, but I'm not a huge fan of cheesecake, and it was only a little sliver. And to give you a stomachache.
2: cake? It. Well, of course. Yeah. I sat next to my dad while he, well, because I cooked uh, chocolate chip pumpkin cookies, and then I made brownies, and then my sister did homemade pie, so my dad was sitting next to me, literally, he'd like, eat one piece of pie, and then he'd get up. He'd come back with one piece, another piece of pie of a different kind, and then he'd get up and you go find You have to it. have all the pie. <laughs> I put it, was it like, all oh my on God. one plate. I'm
3: like, this is my dessert plate. It
2: was as big as my regular <laughs> yes. plate of food. I literally ate so much, like, and we make Lebanese food too at my mm-hmm. family Thanksgiving. So it's like kibi and grape leaves, which are very like heavy, mm-hmm. like foods. And so I ate like all of this stuff and I like I couldn't fit. Dessert, <laughs> like honestly, I probably would have. been if I drop. we to Wait an hour, yeah. and that's then we eat. do. We you played. I was on the floor. miserable until like eight p.m. last night, and we yep. ate at lunch. Yep,
1: yep. I was pretty miserable too, but you know what? I shoved that pie in there anyway. It's not worth yes. it. And we I'd also rather... have
0: cake and then brownies, and because my my stepmom made gluten free desserts, so that I could eat almost all the desserts yesterday too. Oh, that, that's, that's awesome!
1: awesome. Wow. She must really like you. She
3: does. Yeah, see that was She's the whole great. reason of the cheat. The uh, keto the keto-friendly cheesecake was mm-hmm. for my grandpa's diabetes.
0: Oh. And I wanted
3: to try a little bit of it because yeah. it, I'd never made it before and it was a chocolate cheesecake. It was a keto chocolate cheesecake. Mm,
1: chocolate cheesecake cheese
3: with a brownie bottom.
0: That is rich though. Like that sounds really good, but like I would probably also just eat a sliver and I love cheesecake, but that's Yeah. It ooh, was that sounds good. It was super
3: rich because it, it had like a chocolate topping on like a chocolate ganache that you make mm. out of um, coconut oil and, and cocoa powder instead of using heavy cream and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. It sounds delicious. I love cheesecake. Mm. Just yeah, not I drive You switch and out and the, the, the monk, monk sugar, sugar for cheesecake. regular sugar, and it probably would have been really good. Mm. Not that the monk sugar is that different, but, you know, it's a little bit different.
0: It's just not... Quite right. It's not like quite I got it. Yeah, the same. it's just you're like this is very close. Pumpkin pie, but not it
1: is is an interesting animal though because you, you it seems like you either love it or you hate it. I hate it.
0: That's true. I
1: love it, and I love pumpkin pie, <laughs> but I, I have a caveat. I like pumpkin chiffon pie. What's that? Pumpkin chiffon pie is, is cooked on the stove, and you put gelatin in it and whipped egg whites.
0: Mm-hmm. You're losing me, buddy.
1: I know, <laughs> but happening? it is so freaking delicious.
0: It's it's like a I big like fluffy. It
1: <laughs> it's a big fluffy pumpkin pie. It's very fluffy. It's big, huge slice
2: of pie. That Instead weird. of that weird dense, almost. Uh, and uh, for some reason, pumpkin pie. One, you know that seasoning inducing. they use in it. Oh yeah, like so. Some some people go way overboard and that puts too mayo. much in there. That is true. And then two is. Sometimes, like the texture of pie is so weird that it's like jiggly, and that grosses me out.
1: Oh, and like you even hate, taking a bite, you of would it hate was... the chiffon then because it's yeah. very jiggly.
0: I it's don't got gelatin in it. Yeah, it's plain genuine. gelatin. Gelatin and egg whites.
1: Yes, absolutely freaking delicious. Bonnie doesn't like it though.
3: Don't like it.
0: I
1: won't bring, bring me a, a piece next pie? year. <laughs> I definitely will. I'm
0: having I'm a almost... very hard time, like. Coming to grips with this pie. (laughs)
1: Oh, if I have absolutely, I love that pie so much.
2: My grandma used Mm. to make the best pecan pie and Mm. coconut cream pie.
1: Oh, I love coconut cream pie. There are very
2: few pies that I have met that I do not
1: like. I will eat pumpkin pie straight the way you like it if it's covered in Cool Whip.
0: I will eat anything if it's covered in cold. Right. <laughs> Very true. Sometimes I just eat Cool Whip. <laughs> <Yeah. first spoon. laughs>
1: oh, there's something we could all agree on. Pass the Cool Whip. Can we mm. have some spoon? We'll have four spoons.
3: Sometimes when it's still a little bit frozen and it's kind of yes. like ice cream. Oh, it's mm-hmm. the yeah.
1: best. Yes. Mm, and let me tell
3: so you, for good. us lactose intolerant people,
1: that's a real treat. Yeah, because that's like the ice cream you can't have. Yeah. <laughs> I bet, awesome. I bet that there are some international pies that we have never tried.
3: Well, you know, I watched that British Baking Challenge I'm because I'm obsessed with that show. <laughs> I love that show. I watched that. And like they the make show the that, like, weirdest things for so us. Great. Yes. That, but I want to eat them. Their desserts all. But are so
0: but Also, they fancy. did an American pie episode, and I spent the entire yes. time being extremely offended. <laughs> I know. They what were the fuck really is wrong with you? They,
3: everybody was saying that American pies, fruit pies
0: are disgusting because they're also too that, sweet. Like, American pies don't have tops on them. And I was like, yeah, why do. What are you eating? Top. They yeah, all make, like literally almost all of them made a variation of pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie. And I was like, what do you think we are eating here?
3: We have other pies <laughs> too. We... Our fruit pies have tops. Well, see, I kind of thought about that. And if you buy the the actual pie filling from the store. Oh, that's disgusting. Though. It's like tinny and yeah. it's too sweet. You're right. And it doesn't taste like, but if you make it from actual, like say apples, apples yes. Yes. and make it from Granny Smith apples so that you have the tart and, the and you mix it with the sugar and the flour so that you can thicken it
0: mm-hmm.
3: Then and it's put the it in right a shell in a and pie. cook it, then it comes out and... You know, the uh, apples are still a little bit firm, and then you get that tart with the sweetness. And
0: God, then got, where's the pie?
1: I need some pie yeah, right now. This is but all I'm your still, fault, Martha.
0: so baffled. I was like, why the fuck do you think we don't have tops on our pies? I know, we have tops on <laughs> our oh God, pies. It's yeah, but if it's a, the cream pies
1: don't have tops. And then,
0: but also, they also almost all made, like, tarts, and I was like, that is not a thing we really do here. Yeah, we
1: don't. No, that's a French thing. Yeah. More.
0: Because I just they, tarts, like, put yeah. them
3: in the tart pan and, like, took the the tin off, so it was just the pie. Yeah, and we don't do that. We no. leave it in the pie tin. And, oh, cut and it. I
0: have literally we never, never take it out of the pie, pie out of its plate.
1: No. <laughs> Me either.
0: It goes in there. That's you where the pie have goes. A fancy
1: pie plate, so that yeah. you can just cook it right in there. I, do. I seriously the making
3: this cheesecake. Mm-hmm. I had to go buy a spring loaded. You should have let me know you could have borrowed mine. Springform. I didn't have one.
1: Springform. I love springform pan. Um, whatever it one. is
3: where you take it out
1: I of the tin. I have one, but I've never used it. Man, those <laughs> things are the best. They really are.
0: I have, like, to be fair, I'd probably use one to make pies, except I have, like, seven pie plates. So, Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. Well, you have to have a lot of sizes, and one has a really big lip that I can't use anymore because it doesn't fit in my carrier. One yeah. is Purple <sighs> Pyrex. It's an antique you can't buy purple pyrex anymore
1: you need to bring mm-hmm. us some pie up in here
0: i will 100 <laughs> percent bring a pie i love making pie and it'll be gluten-free we don't and mind. I'll make a fruit one or something so that you can have whatever Another it cream is made. she doesn't like
3: cherry pie though I, I don't marry
0: i also don't like cherries yeah so
3: i don't like cherry i don't like pecan
1: it's just
3: too next time i come me.
0: i will bring a pie i love any excuse to make a pie
1: that's pretty much what Thanksgiving is here to us Americans. Pie and turkey. Pie and turkey.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. And, and gravy,
1: And
3: stuffing. And
0: gravy. <laughs> and... So it's just about food. Food.
3: Yeah. yeah. We're thankful for food. And shopping.
1: That's oh, well, And that's shopping. shopping. And there are a lot of people who now shop on Thanksgiving Day, which I find pretty offensive. Because... There's no way I could leave my house after
0: I eat Thanksgiving dinner and go into a store. You no, know, I had to like, get back into my car and drive could... back to my own house. And I was like, I don't like this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can barely move down. after, I, after <laughs> I eat a 3,000 calorie dinner. Okay. I had to drive three hours home
3: after eating a very gluten filled, heavy cream filled. Mm-hmm. And
1: how did you, did you have to have your car steam cleaned afterwards? No, <laughs> I wasn't in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Now we know the truth. No,
3: let me tell you, I got some pretty good muscles going on back there. <laughs> you just pinch it off and drive really fast. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Try not to stop too suddenly. Happy
3: Thanksgiving,
0: everybody.
1: And happy Black Friday. Tomorrow's <laughs> Small Business Saturday. More reasons to spend money. And then Cyber Monday. And then Cyber Monday. And Giving Tuesday. Yep, and Giving Tuesday. Don't forget that. Go
0: out
2: tomorrow. Oh, no. I don't want to. It's so much. I Even driving here. <laughs> I was
0: like, there are so many people on the road. No, it was
2: bad. And yep. I only live yeah. five miles. And literally, yep. I, the second I turned on the Northwest Expressway, I saw people like uh-huh. literally almost crash. And then people were pulling out in front of me. And I was like, Jesus uh-huh. Christ, I've been on the road for five minutes. I going to be down, down, like this
1: until, after,
2: yeah. until the yeah. end I of December. It. People
1: uh-huh. in this freaking place are insane. I'm telling you.
2: They are. This is the point where I can't let Travis drive because... What will happen? He yells at things and it makes me uh, very anxious. Get out of the way! So I'd rather just drive myself everywhere.
3: Maybe that's why my mom smoked so many cigarettes on the way back from Kansas yesterday. As I was swearing too much at the other drivers.
1: Yeah, and, and while she was smoking cigarettes, so were you. <laughs> you were inhaling at the other side. No wonder you're feeling loopy. After you got
0: to you were high on gluten and dairy and cigarettes. Gluten and dairy and cigarettes. I got the trifecta.
3: <laughs> what a lovely combination. Trifecta that is always my family. <laughs> cigarettes, gluten, and dairy.
1: And then when she goes home tonight, she's going to eat the leftovers.
3: I totally am. I'm going to eat broccoli cheese rice casserole that has a whole stick of butter in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got uh, cream soup and... Velveeta she cheese She's really that? gonna
1: be in the hurt
0: bag <laughs> This is the most deeply Midwestern thing I've ever heard I'm not even from oh the Midwest <laughs> <sighs> but, Sounds like the Midwest though
3: I <laughs> love
2: me
1: some
3: broccoli ritz cheese York? casserole <laughs> I don't think we had broccoli cheese rice casserole when I was growing up. No, we never did. Oh, I have I've had, had it like my it. entire 26 I years have of my life never and eaten I love that. it. Yeah, but
2: I'm not, I'm not. Do you like I'm green bean casserole? Uh, Ooh, yeah. yes. Okay, so it's pretty much with rice. Literally All right. it's a very similar but with cheese, and broccoli, yeah. With you take out, yeah, you take out the uh... I mean, I'm not
0: saying it's bad, it's just like that's everything right there on the table in that casserole. Well,
3: nope. that's why you make it, yeah. I haven't eaten yet today, and we're sitting here talking about food. Eat those nuts I gave you over there. I don't want to eat your nuts,
2: that's what I she said. I was so full yesterday, <laughs> Sorry. I refused to eat breakfast this morning, and I refused to eat lunch this morning, but I had to make Travis cook me a penang curry at like 4 p.m. before I came here. Well, I just, you know, I'm trying to make up time because
3: unlike you guys who get vacation and paid holidays, I do not. Yeah. So Mm. I basically lost a day and a half that I need Uh, to try to make up before payday. That sucks. Do they have a poor man's (sighs) Thursday? Because I need a poor man's (laughs) holiday. (laughs) I'm not shopping Black Friday. I'm not shopping Cyber Monday. I'm not
1: shopping. Giving Tuesday. Maybe maybe we could call it getting Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think we should switch over to books now, now that we've okay. thoroughly uh-huh. flogged food to death, so that everybody in our international listening audience can really get a gob full of what we eat. Skippers, mm-hmm. come
3: in now. And I really <laughs> think that we need to take a trip to somewhere like Great Britain so that we can eat some of these foods that they cook on... The British baking challenge because they They make the best desserts in the fucking
1: universe, man.
3: Of course, my stomach's gonna hurt the whole time because I think they put heavy whipping cream in everything. (laughs) Heavy cream
0: for days. I was like, I think I've bought heavy cream twice as an adult. And they don't even. (laughs) And they're just like heavy cream in this, heavy cream in that, also some double cream in this thing. Yeah, I
3: didn't know that there was more kinds. (laughs) They've got like the single malt, then they've got the double malt.
1: (laughs) <laughs> the heavy, heavy, heavy whipping cream. They got the S&M cream. Oh, I it's extra slippery. I just like, it. They've
3: got the, the weak, single malt, 50 Shades of Grey kind, and then they have... Anne's Rice. <laughs> oh. Anne's Rice. <laughs> That's That's the right. Sleeping Beauty, guys. Sleeping Beauty.
1: <laughs> is, that, is that anything like the broccoli cheese rice casserole? <laughs> Anne's Rice casserole? I don't, I'm thinking oh that God. that one
3: probably packs more of a punch.
1: <laughs> Literally packs more of a punch. Oh, my God. That's sort of book-related, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's about a book. Yeah, okay then. A very, very dirty book. Dirty, dirty. Dirty, dirty. All right. So, let's get into the book scene, shall we? Okay. Well,
3: I did not read that kind of book this week. It was a very normal book that actually had no sex in it. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Well, you know, when you're all bloated from eating broccoli, cheese, rice, casserole, you don't want to read about sex. (laughs) You're like, what? Sex? No. Give me stretchy pants and a big (laughs) t-shirt.
0: I would like to read the novel version of the Great British Baking Show now. <laughs>
3: Soothing. <laughs> the book I read is called The Lighthouse Keeper's Daughter by Hazel Gaynor. And it is, it's is—it's a book that's kind of split between different generations. You have half the book that's set in 1838 and half the book that's set in 1938. So it's exactly 100 years apart. And the um, girl who the story's about in 1938 is a distant relative of the people who they're talking about in 1838, so it's connected. It starts out that this girl that's in her twenties in 1938 is being sent to a distant relative in the Americas because she done got herself knocked up. Oh no, she got a bun in the oven. Yeah, she um she was trying to get her mom's attention by flirting with some soldiers. Oh, buddy, and mm. flirting went a little too far. And now she's being shipped to America. Well, that happens. That shit happens fast. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, this is 1938 and... Bam! You're pregnant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: For anyone who didn't know, Martha's easy and loose, apparently, because it happens fast. (laughs) She can take them pants off in record time.
2: <laughs>
0: well, he must be fast too. Because that's the only thing. Talking about when you're young. God, when you're
1: young, it's like, oh, shut up, you guys! You're not being very helpful. <laughs> well, maybe when you're young. When I was young, I was very. <laughs> <laughs> I was very no, don't eager. Me I was very eager when I was young. That's, I'm gonna start
3: crying. <laughs> I mean, didn't anyone tell show you how to just move your clothes out of the way? No, no. That way you don't have to get dressed and undressed in a hurry. Because sometimes when you're in the backseat of the car, it's not all that convenient. <laughs> <I can't breathe. laughs> just kidding. I've actually so never Martha had sex. So was very eager the, when she was young. Never mother. had sex I, in the I back must. of the car. I want an eager Beaver. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, this girl named Matilda is getting shipped off to the Americas to a long-lost relative that she's actually never even heard of. Nobody has ever talked about this relative ever in her life. And she's going to have to go live with her now for, you know, nine months to have this baby. And the whole plan is for the baby to get put up for adoption. Yada, yada, you know. Mom is very distant and snooty, and there's a lot of... Tension between mom and daughter. So, you know, they don't have the greatest relationship. She goes to America and she meets, I want to say her name, Harriet. She's a lighthouse keeper. She doesn't live in the lighthouse, but she goes and works at the lighthouse. And um, they have kind of a rocky beginning because, you know, Matilda's a little bit of a spoiled little rich kid. Harriet is very gruff. I mean, she works a lighthouse. She's, you know, she's like a fisherman's wife. She's
1: very...
0: She's got shit to do.
3: Yeah. She's like, I don't have time for your (laughs) bullshit. Here's where you sleep. Here's the food. Eat if you're hungry. I'm leaving. Basically. Then it goes back to that 1838 and the same lighthouse. And the family who runs the lighthouse lives in the lighthouse. And the lighthouse keeper's daughter, his name is Grace. And In 1838, women weren't really supposed to run the lighthouse. Women, you know, were wives. They sewed. They cooked. They didn't work. And, um, but she still worked that lighthouse. And, you know, her dad let her work the lighthouse. He was fine. You know, he was glad to have the help. And um, there's a storm at sea and a shipwrecks in this huge storm. And Grace helps her dad row out to the shipwreck to, to try to save the survivors. And then she gets, like, a lot of, like, media attention. Like, the newspapers and artists want to paint her portrait. And people are sending her letters. And they want locks of her hair and everything because they think she's such a heroine because it's so unreal for them that a woman would row out to a shipwreck in a storm, in stormy seas to rescue people. And she's very nonchalant about it and is like, you know, well, that's my job as a lighthouse keeper. That's what I'm supposed to do is save people from shipwrecks if they happen. And so, but anyways, and you find out in the story also that one of the passengers on the boat that wrecked and that she ended up saving named Sarah, she had met her brother like a couple weeks before that. And they, you know, really kind of hit it off. And they kind of little flirtatious, not quite like Matilda or Martha or Martha. (laughs) (laughs) But then there's like this connection. And um, uh, Sarah suffers some losses during the shipwreck. She's with other family members who do not survive. And so she, Sarah has to kind of overcome this and Grace helps her and they kind of create a bond and they keep in touch with each other. And and so it's kind of about all three of those families all at one time, but they're all connected. And then you find out that Matilda is more connected to the 1838 people than what she actually knew.
1: Mm.
3: It's a very, it's not really a thriller I mean, there's lighthouses and shipwrecks. A lot of people die in this book. So that's kind of sad. But it was still, it was a good read. I mean, I don't think it actually, it gave me like a book hangover or anything, but I I mean, it was a good book and it had a good ending. The ending was good. It was, it had some romancy bits. So Martha probably would not like it. Nope, I'm getting right to business. I don't
1: need that romance, <laughs> right? She's very eager.
3: Martha's on a
0: schedule. Forget the foreplay; just
3: get it done.
0: I got shit to do.
3: You're holding up my pie-eating time. <laughs>
1: you mind if I eat pie while you're <laughs> George Costanza? He's <laughs> got a pastrami sandwich under the covers while he's having sex. We know what's good about uh, doggy style.
0: You can-, you can have a snack. You can have <laughs> a pastrami
1: sandwich. <laughs> you can eat pie.
3: <laughs> well, because you're-, you're both facing the TV. <laughs> uh, uh, no. No, I-, I think Anyways, my priority
1: would back- be food. <laughs> <laughs>
3: forget the tv I want pie (laughs) that means honey you're on all fours because I need somewhere to put my (laughs) plate.
0: stay still
3: (laughs) no moving but this was a very good and it was elegant and it was very I mean it was pretty proper like I said there was no you know
1: Sexy none scenes. of the stuff we were just talking yeah, about now in this book <laughs> it was very
3: it was a very pg book so and it, that was called uh, the lighthouse keeper's daughter by hazel Gaynor. and i say if you like lighthouses or like stories that are set on the coast this is a good book for it because it's very coastal they talk about like seashells and boats and lighthouses and so you the were all smell of the air. That, huh? Yeah.
1: A, she's a, a fish wife underneath all I don't that. know
3: why I live in Oklahoma. So you <laughs> you need to go on a little vacation with yeah. your reading. Yep. You should probably read that. Yeah. It would be a good because it's very descriptive. Mm-hmm. So you really get a feel of what Matilda's experiencing with going to the coast because she's never been to the coast. Like the smells and you know, the way mm, the salt fish. and <laughs>
0: Sorry, sea salt spray, sea
3: salt, seaweed, like the kelp. Oh, I fish.
1: Sorry, go ahead.
3: I'm done. I'm done with my book review. You guys have totally ruined it for me. Oh, it was a proper book. I'm just kidding. It was a good book. You know that doesn't hurt my feelings. Martha's just so eager to ruin everything. <laughs> You know, there wasn't enough sex in the book, so she
2: had to add it to the review. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's probably why.
2: Are Martha, you? I'm never going to let that go. I, I know. <laughs>
1: I know. It's going to be forever ingrained upon your tiny little brain over there, Nicole. What about her being an eager beaver?
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> Make sure she remembers, like, every day.
3: <laughs> well, she did grow up in a different time. Wasn't it, like, yeah. the 70s? Yeah,
1: it was It was a different time back then. It was the age girls. of Aquarius. Yeah. All right, girls. All All right. Who's next? Is it my turn? It is Alyssa. we go on a line? Do you got any sexy books in there? Duh. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think I, are you Look. single-maltin' it or double-maltin' it?
0: <laughs> what about, like... One and a half multi. You're like half and half. <laughs> half and <laughs> half. No, well, because we took that big break, I wrote, I read so many not romance books in a row. Really? For horror month. Well, oh, for horror month, yeah. I read scary things. So now I can go back. <laughs> <laughs> true, true true she, was in, she was in a
3: withdrawal from her sexy
0: books. Right. So now I can go back to where I belong, which is romance novels. So this one is called Headlights, Dipsticks, and my. My Ex's Brother, and it's by Heather Novak. And full disclosure, I love Heather, and she's one of my great friends, but I'm a real bitch, and so if I didn't like her book, I would tell her. So, Oh, well, that's good. I'm not a very nice person. But that means that you're getting it honest, and I fucking loved this book. (laughs) (laughs) I did. And there was a part, I have heard about this book for months and months and months and months.
1: And months and months.
0: And months and months. But she didn't give most of it away. Like, it was just like, it's happening, and I'm this far, and I'm this far. But so, it's it's an amazing book, and I'm so excited about it. So, it starts out. So, our heroine, Edie, she is at her cousin's wedding, and she lives in a pretty small town. So, like, most everybody is there, including her mom, who's the biggest bitch on the face of the earth. Ooh. <laughs> you read about a lot of horrible parents in books. You have friends in real life who have horrible parents, Woo. She takes the real cake. But so at this wedding, um, it turns out, so her mom, it's like she and her her brother's there and they know they're like, she's getting Nancy. Something's happening. She's like gearing up because she loves to be the center of attention. The mom? Uh-huh. Oh, dear. Because she's horrible. So they're like, they hear her like laughing really loudly and they're like, that's one. <laughs> Uh-oh. And then they're like a little while later, they're like. Oh, there goes another one. And so she gets a hold of the microphone. This is not her wedding. She's not part of the wedding party. So she announces because she wants to say how happy she is for the bride and groom because she now knows what it's like to have found true love.
1: Oh, dear. Because she
0: announces that she's (laughs) just been proposed to by Will, her boyfriend, who no one really knows anything about because guess what? She's been keeping it a secret because Will is Edie's ex-fiance. oh (gasps) Mirth is making a big face right now, and that's how bad it is. (laughs) It's like... You're the worst person on earth if you decide that, yeah, I'm going to date and then... I'm going to date my daughter's to ex fiance. Holy shit. So we start there. <laughs> it's not good. And then they go on Jerry Springer. <laughs> and then they go on Jerry Springer at the <laughs> end. Um... <laughs> no. So from there, um, Edie understandably decides that the best course of action is to leave and also get drunk. I mean...
1: Not necessarily uh in
0: that order, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's in that order, which is good, because then she gets away from her mom. Oh, yeah. You don't want to be drunk and mad at your mom. I mean, you can be drunk and mad at your mom, but maybe not at someone else's wedding. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she does the cool thing and leaves and gets drunk on the way home. Hmm. She's walking. It's fine. (laughs) Because they live in a small town. Well, she's not driving. She's not drunk driving. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. That's a great thing. So she's getting drunk on her way home. And on her way home, so she runs an auto shop. Which is super cool. And this entire auto shop is run entirely by women. Sweet. Which is amazing and super cool. Yeah. So she goes home and like her house is on the same property because it was her grandpa's auto shop and she's inherited it and she runs it now. She lives in that house. Both of her grandparents are dead. And so um, who's waiting for her when she gets there? But Luke, her ex-fiance's older brother. Uh-oh. Oh no, Martha's rolling her eyes. So we've gotten to the romance part of the story. That's hard, though. I mean, was it romancey or so just that, a
3: little so? So basically, her
1: her mother's <laughs> her mother's fiance's
0: brother.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, keeping it family. Yes, Holy. I had to really
0: think about that. Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, this sounds like people I know.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the stretch is. I mean, it was kind of like this is very small towny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, as it for a, so they've always been really good friends because for a long time, like they all grew up together because this is the kind of town where like, you know, there's like one like one elementary school, one middle school and like a very limited school. number
1: of men to Shag,
3: a evidently. very
0: limited number of men. <laughs> I come
3: from one of those
2: towns. In fact, there wasn't even There wasn't even three separate
3: it. ones. There was one big high school and everyone or one big school and everyone went to the same school. How
0: small it was. That's very small. Luke on is doorstep. on the doorstep. And so, Kazidi's uh really drunk and understandably uh, pretty pissed off at her mom. And yeah. her ex-fiance. <laughs> yeah. Pissed off. Um, she decides the best course of action would be to kiss Luke.
2: Because
0: um, when Cause you do when you're, drunk, horny and when you're drunk. when you're
2: drunk. kiss people when you're no. drunk. You kiss people when you're drunk. Just when you're irrational and upset and yeah. you're not you're horny, rational, you're just friendly. You're and he's pretty
0: hot. So you're like, yeah. this is a great plan clearly you've never felt this way. (laughs)
2: Excuse me. Excuse me. She's been married since she was like 10. Eager. Remember? It reminds me of my
0: youth. (laughs) So here's the bad thing about this kiss is he doesn't kiss her back. Uh Uh-oh. What the hell's he doing at the door for then? Jesus. Well, he's back in town. because So he left and he joined the Marines and now he works with like disaster relief like on... Why are you making so many faces at me? I'm not making faces at you. Stop being so sensitive. Podcast listeners, Martha 100% rolled her eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just not going to look at you anymore. Don't okay. look at me. I'm not going to look at you. So Luke doesn't kiss her back. So Luke doesn't kiss her back, uh which is also understandably upsetting. Uh but they kind of it out there like, you know, you were really drunk and it's fine. <laughs> really bad things happen to you. Um but so come to find out the next day, the reason he's come back is that he, so his father, his grandfather and her grandfather are the ones who owned the shop together. And so he and his brother and her are all part owners in this shop and he needs to sell it for money pretty Awkward. quickly. There's a lot of conflict in this story. Yeah. Um. But so that's. That's bad because this is Edie's livelihood and she loves it and she's grown this shop and it's a really wonderful, powerful part of the town and it's kind of like part of the town's lifeblood. And so it's kind of a bummer and she's really upset and throughout this book, we're trying to figure out, well, how can we save the shop? How can I raise enough money to buy all the shares back from you so that I'm the sole owner Well, also they're falling in love? Of course. Of course they are. But it's a very good, it's a very sweet story. There's a hugely diverse cast of characters, which I really love because I've talked about it before. And romance has a problem where, like, everyone's just white, straight people, which is not really how the world
2: works. I would like to interrupt just to mention that her and her mother are going to be sisters. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like sister How long and sister in law
0: sitting on this. Jesus.
3: I'm telling you, it's like the town that I grew up in, you're either sleeping you with them or related to song, them. Nicole? Isn't there a song?
2: Good 2 that minutes.
1: Goes, I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> that is a song. It is a song.
3: Oh.
0: I want to find that song later. <laughs> I
3: I I seriously from because most of my relatives are from this small town mm-hmm. in New York, and I seriously have cousins That are on both sides of my family tree. Ah! Now, one is from marriage and one is like from blood. So it's not like, you know, blood and blood, but it's like you're either, you know, related to them or you marry them and then you end up with both sides on Mm. both sides. That's weird. Yeah, I only found that out because I started dating a guy that ended up being my cousin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I broke up with him. You can't. (laughs) this shit up, folks. You can't make this shit up. I'm telling you. You can't make it up. Well, I mean, as soon as I found out he was my cousin, I broke up with him. That's good. You did the right thing.
3: I mean, there wasn't no eager beaver there, so we're safe.
2: Well,
3: I wasn't quite as Martha eager Martha as... would have been in trouble, though.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't it quite as would as were.
3: But the funniest thing is, is when I broke up with him, he got mad at me. And I'm like, We're cousins. He said, well, not that close. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is so wrong. I'm just going to walk away. (laughs) Okay. We're cousins on both sides of the family. (sighs) (sighs) Jesus. (laughs) The family tree is supposed to branch, not arch. (laughs) Awkward. I'm never going to make it through this review. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. I'll quit talking about my white trash
0: life. <laughs> okay, Alyssa. So this novel, <laughs> it was wonderfully diverse. It was really funny. It was very heartwarming. The conflict was really good because that's a lot of conflict to attempt to resolve in any story. True. But it does resolve itself really well. Um I really, really loved this story. I read it super fast. I none of my coworkers listen to this. I was reading it at my desk at work, <laughs> which is what I do when I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to stop, so I'm just gonna set this in front of my keyboard
1: and, and pretend to and, work and
0: pretend to work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind or of doing other
0: stuff depending on what I'm doing, but yeah, pretending to work and reading at work. So it was really, really good. Awesome. So that was headlights, dipsticks, and my ex's brother by Heather Novak. Okay.
1: All right, Nicole, what do you got for us? I'm interested to see how far we're gonna swing. We're swinging pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you know, Nicole
3: isn't reading any <laughs> "Sleeping Beauty" by Anne Rice.
2: <laughs> Maybe one day, but it's just the rest. Of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I have a book by our one of our all time favorite authors. Like, I'm pretty sure all of us can agree on it. it. Marcus Zusak. Oh, yes! Yes! His new book came out in October, and I picked it up. And it's called Bridge of Clay. And let me just tell you, if you are expecting it to be anything like The Book Thief, no, it's not. But it is beautiful. Um, and his writing is literally, uh, I mean, it's pretty much poetry. It's, it's not really, but it might as well be. It's so amazing the way he has written this story and is telling this story. Okay, there's a family of five boys, ranging in age. Some are in their, like, 20s. And uh, there's one that's, like, 10 years old at this point. And they're all five brothers, and they live in this house together. And um, it, the story is being told by the oldest brother. His name's Michael. and But it's really giving you the story of Clay. And he's, like, the second to the youngest, I think, uh, or something like that. Um, and then... You also are learning the story of their parents. (laughs) These five boys, you quickly find out, like, uh, as they're growing up, imagine five boys together, like, railing on each other, beating each other up, like, pretty violent around each other. But they still love each other, but they get in a lot of trouble, all that stuff. Um, So you kind of find out their personalities, like, as a group, but then you kind of see how each one is individual, throughout the book, which is really interesting. Um, But then um, as you're learning more about Clay's life, because Clay, um, they call him like the smiling one, um, and he kind of punishes himself by running. And he was really good at just running, but at some point he got so good at it, it wasn't a punishment anymore. So then he kind of sucked at it. So then they started taking him to a racetrack and they would have these other kids from the neighborhood stand on the racetrack and try to like beat him up um, or like stop him from getting to the finish line, and it actually made him faster um but and then his, Damn. his one of his what brothers shitballs. his one of his brothers would take bets on the, like he'd sit there and like have bets. And so make some money a, off of
0: this. Sounds like the Hunger Games. They don't have a brother, so this is really super out there. Well, th- this
2: family is a little super out there, because uh, you quickly find out, like, they are not. They don't have parents at this point, um, and you try kind of trying to figure out, like, where are their parents? Um, but Clay does this stuff, but then you also find out that there's a girl he's interested in that lives across the street, and... She races horses at the racetrack um, and she was an apprentice, but she's finally starting to get to actually race them. And so you learn about her and their relationship and like he does some other weird stuff. Like um, there's a bed out and they call it the surrounds, but it's really just a field that used to be pasture pretty much. But it's now it's like abandoned and there's like wash, broken washing machines or like. This where somebody's been you know, dumping. Mm-hmm. So they, but they have a mattress out there and he just like puts <coughs> a tarp over it at night um, so that it doesn't get dirty or whatever. But he'll just go lay out there on some days and just kind of hang out. A
3: mattress in the field. That sounds like <coughs> something else for my youth. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but there, this was more of a sentimental thing, not really I'm, a I'm raunchy kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, anyways, uh, so you. Uh, just learn a lot about Clay and then as you're learning about him and the brothers it kind of flashes back and you learn about um, the mistake maker and that's the boy's mother and you learn that she was an amazing piano player um, but she grew up in I don't really remember what country they said but um, like where Stalin was That would be Russia, Russia. But like, yeah, but it wasn't. It was like one of the stands, maybe. So I one of the stands. They said somewhere specific, (coughs) Kazakhstan. But it was so. At this point in time, it was like there was so much political upset and all of this stuff. Her father, um, well, because she was a piano, like, like she would actually go play for money. Well, he booked her a trip out of the country. Because not very many people could get out of the country, but she could because she was doing this job. But then he wrote her a letter and told her to open it on the train and on the letter he says, Don't come back. Ah What because time period was this? When was it? I mean, like, when was the it, it's not really historical fiction at all? So it's, so like, it's like, like like more like a defector
1: instead of a
2: You would guesstimate like the fifties. Oh, okay. But um So like Cold War. Like during the Cold probably. War. Probably. I d yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, anyways, she, so she ends up, she has to go to, like, a camp for uh, people who, um, she's trying to file for asylum, Um, so she has to live at this weird camp for a while, and then eventually she, she ends up in this town, and she just works really, really hard, and one day she wants to buy a piano, like, she doesn't have a piano, and then you learn that she met... Um, her husband, who is their fa- the boy's father, because she finally is able to buy her piano and it gets delivered to the wrong house. Oh! But you also learn more about him in that he was married once before, and some stuff happened, and then he ends up falling in love with their mother. But mm. um, and then just seeing their entire relationship, which was like beautiful and very simple and. It's not really like this grand romance, but it's just like like a cozy type of love and growing together and all of that stuff. And then the mom gets cancer.
1: Oh, cancer! Gotta hate cancer.
2: So, um, the boys call their father the murderer, um, but you don't really find out why until later in the book. It's really interesting, and they give all these all these people a different names. So, like. Some mom was had several different names, but the one that stuck out to me the most was the mistake maker. But they called her that because her father, when he was teaching her to play the piano, would hit her every time she made a mistake with a branch, like on her wrists. Ooh. And it, like that's pr- I guess that was pretty normal, like mm-hmm. discipline yeah. back then. Yeah. Um, and so, but everybody has these nicknames, which are very beautiful. And like, uh, I wish I brought the book so I could show you guys, but the chapters are like... Um, Instead of saying, like, chapter one and, like, having some normal name, like mm-hmm. most books do, it'll say, like, city plus fire plus water plus, like, something. And then, like, that's the it, and title it's, of the
1: chapter. Kind huh? of.
2: And it's, like, all over. It's, like, different. It's very yeah. unique. And I don't know. that. And the entire story is really wrapped up very well. You are captivated by what's happen- happening Happening. In his writing, it, like, well, literally, it just brings you in. But there are several things that happen in here that you would call a climax. And I'm not saying this book is boring at all. But this book is not the book Thief. And there's not this huge, like, build-up and, like, storyline. This mm-hmm. book is more about, like, relationships and, um, like... It's not, like, build-up to a big... And- it's Dang. a quiet ending. book. It's, yeah. and it's life and like, and you are going, probably going to cry if, when you read it. Um, it is heartbreaking in some places. Uh, cause, well, they find out quit very fairly quickly that their mother has cancer within the book and the boys are still pretty young. Um, and they give her like six months to live and she ends up li- living for three years. But it, they just talk about how it wasn't like a good living. <laughs> like, I mean, she was so sick and, um, and then just like the story between the mother and the father and like what happens with the boys and then clay at the is also um like the reason the story kind of starts is because the father shows up in the story at the very beginning and asks the boys to go build a bridge with him and like he's talking like a literal bridge cuz he just bought some land or whatever but so you're kind of just trying to see how this entire story plays out and it's a just yeah. It's more of like an emotional, like very strong relationship type book. But I loved it. I loved his, I love his writing. And if you like the book, the beef, book pro- you know what I'm talking yeah. about probably. So, Martha probably shouldn't read it. Well, thank you. I I,
1: <laughs> I don't think I will, but thank you very much for telling me that because I'm kind of sitting over here thinking, oh, geez, I hope it's not a really good one, then I'll have to read it.
2: I mean, it is really good. Mar- I think you would like it, but... At the same time you' you're gonna be too pessimistic to actually enjoy this, story. yeah you're
1: right.
3: It depends on how <laughs> romancy they get it's not really
2: like if it's like, like it's more like of a life it's not if it's like goldfinch romance, it'd probably be all right. it's more of a realistic um like, like, when you wake like up with somebody in, every
1: day and, sitting like... Sitting in front of the TV with your pants undone and farting together?
2: Not quite that, uh, <laughs> disgusting, but... <laughs> I don't think
0: that he's going to write that. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's a comfortable sure thing. A it's more of an way American way thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Martha, please don't undo your pants when I come over to
2: your house to watch TV.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's
2: more of, like, trying to raise five boys who are literally going to drive you batshit crazy and supporting each other and, like, caring somebody when they're sick and... Yeah. Puking throughout the house type of a love story, not not these grand gesture, corny. Not my book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I'm totally into those types of books too. Just Martha is not not mothers and opposite. daughters. who have the same fiance. Kind this is of like stuff. a realistic love story, like kind hmm. of. Hmm. So okay, but anyways, it's called The Bridge of Clay, and it's by Marcus Zusak, one of my all time favorite people. Awesome.
3: You should really read The um, the Lighthouse Keeper's Daughter. I think you would like it.
2: I probably It wouldn't. sounds
3: like the, the kind of romance that's in your book is about the same as the romance that's in my book. Because it's very realistic and true to mm-hmm. real life. It's not. It's something that could have happened in 1838
1: or 1938. Mm-hmm. I'm really tempted right now. To read this one? No, I'm really tempted to review a romance novel just to throw you guys completely off your shit. (laughs) Remember last week when I said, and I'm not going to review this book all the way, I'm going to choose a different one, but I have to, I have to... Cheater. what the hell do you want me to write down? Just
2: shush. This is part of an ongoing investigation. That was a serious Cheater. question. This is part of an ongoing investigation. See, Martha saying? Erotica is not a romance.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's but, a subgenre that sits yeah. by itself. Now,
1: last week, remember I said that <laughs> I had to apologize to the <laughs> Have to you the been writer watching Pornhub with the closed captions on again. God
0: damn it! <laughs>
1: Stop ratting me out. <laughs> Anyway, um, you remember you last... know the
3: real reason she sits on the couch with her pants undone. <laughs>
1: You're awful. She's just so
2: eager, guys. <laughs> awful. Oh, God! Beaver, beaver. <laughs>
1: All right. So anyway, the last chance llama ranch. Remember I said I had to apologize to the writer of the novel because I thought it was very funny? Yeah. And I had just started it, Right. Well, I got about halfway through the goddamn thing, and then she ruined it. So Then it got romance. Yes. And did I finish it? Yes, I did! Because I said I would, and I was not happy about it the
2: entire time. So there you so go. So pessimistic. Somebody throw some holiday cheer into our veins or something. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now I'm going to review my real book, okay? it's Wait, called- so is
0: that, sorry, is that one llama book down?
1: No, I've got four down. I had to read children's books. There really just aren't that many llama books. That's fair. Four down, one to go. All right. I'm really I'm really, very excited for you. Really freaking dreading that last one though. Is
3: it Silence
1: all? of the Llamas.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's about some, you know. Some psychotic llamas. Uh, There's yarn yarn on the cover, okay? eat
1: faces. I don't think so.
3: Have you ever (coughs) watched um, Llamas with Hats on YouTube? Yes.
1: (laughs) Who among us? Let me get to my review here. It's called Spellslinger by Sebastian D. Castell, and it's actually a fantasy novel. Ooh. Yeah. Kind of unusual for me, especially considering the main character is nearly 16. Which is also very unusual. I usually, don't review these kinds of things because they fall too much in the YA category. But I really liked this one because it was unpredictable. Part of the problem I have with a lot of the stories is they just pretty much follow a formula. But this one was different in a few a, a few ways. I love it when a book surprises me. This one basically follows a, a young man who's almost sixteen years old and. His entire family is very magical and their entire culture sort of revolves around magic. And they have these bands of some metal or something in their skin. I don't know exactly how that thing works, but it's a, it's a magic that's actually in their body that gets activated when they reach a certain age. Well, this boy is really having issues. He can't seem to make his magic work right. So you kind of feel bad for him. Um, and I kind of expected that he would be like this anti-hero type dude, when which he sort of turns out to be, but not for the reasons that I thought, which is one of the reasons that I liked it. Um, you kind of get the idea. And his sister is super powerful, but she's younger than he is. And, you know, you hear all the all the stories about the the culture and about the past and the bad guys versus the good guys and all this stuff but it flips everything around on its head as you're reading along and i thought it was just a really cool look at things are not always what they seem and that's why i liked it because it was fun and it was different and it was just a breath of fresh air one of the things that he one of the characters in the book spends a lot of time with these playing cards and she actually uses them as weapons <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, she's, so she's always flinging these cards around, and you know how much I love cards, Vani. Yes. I have kind of a card fetish, playing card fetish. So I was really digging on that. And basically, I'm going to read number two, because I really liked it. I thought it was really an excellent and fun read. <clears throat> and once again, that was called Spellslinger by Sebastian Castell.
3: You know that book kind of sounds like to me? Hmm. Like sky high, but with wizards instead
1: of superheroes. Maybe. Maybe a little no, not really. Maybe. I don't I, love, I didn't see Sky. I love High. that movie. Sky. High. I love, Sky. Why y- have you not books, seen that? I have I've watched that three or four what? times. I love Y A books. I do too. I know. But this was really a good book. I mean, uh-huh. even for me, Miss really not very nice. Cynical.
3: Miss cynical. Cynical. I was, like, yeah. it's She's the cynical evil eager beaver.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm extremely cynical. <laughs> because that's what I'm old now. And I used to be an eager beaver, and now I'm not. I used to be a romantic too, believe it or not. not I used a to romantic. write poetry <clears throat> back in the olden days. YA fi- books. Uh, right, right. YA.
0: I love YA. I think that I think I've talked about this before. There's a lot of imagination in there. If you can mm-hmm. dig through some of the stuff that's really formulaic, but like their fantasy and their sci fi and stuff. I there's love a lot kind of stuff. wonderful ideas in there because yeah. I think they're freer. they have more freedom to explore. Yes, they do. Because they're not kind of held in by this like adult idea of like, I have to do this this way and maybe it should be critically acclaimed and like stuff like that. But there's so much freedom mm-hmm. in the
2: YA world to just yep. write something fun and delightful. Have you ever read the Infernal mm. Devices? Is that by? I think so. Cassandra Clare. Like one of my favorite ones. Like the yes, clockwork. I have. Yeah, I like those.
0: My sister was obsessed with them. She has like, because she's got like spinoff series. She's got like a prequel series. I really liked them, but my sister really, really loved them.
2: <laughs> They're good. Gonna read *Tattooist of Auschwitz*. I saw you pulled that saw, out. Yeah, and there's also *The Librarian of Auschwitz*. <clears throat> I haven't read that one. They're by different authors. I have too many many other books that I need to read right now. I know. Just don't come and look at my house right now.
0: But when we went to the book sale, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got like a whole table of books, and I was just like, I don't know where these are going to go. <laughs> so they're just sitting on my desk, looking at me <laughs> like, find a place. We find should all a place. we should all move to Iceland
1: and participate <laughs> in the book flood. I know.
0: I like, I like that it. would be awesome.
3: Yes. <laughs> if their food wasn't so disgusting, I think I would want to go to Iceland.
1: Hey. Now, you, don't don't like Iceland, oh, you don't like you're right. fishy oh You don't like fishy smells, friend. I don't like anything. Okay, fishy.
3: I like seafood, and yeah. when I read about their cuisines, it makes me <laughs> gag a little.
0: There's sorry, just a think... lot of stewing in its own yeah. self situations happening yeah. up there that I'm not into. Yeah,
1: and it just sorry Iceland,
3: no offense. It's maybe it's really great, and maybe it's an acquired taste. I don't know for sure, but I know from reading it, it sounds like something I would not. Did you decorate for Christmas yet? It's only the day after Thanksgiving.
0: Christmas is still... not yet. She's Christmas had is... her
1: Christmas tree up since, like, Halloween. Christmas is in the I attic. I actually have not decorated yet. I can't get Christmas down by myself.
0: Christmas comes That's down fair.
1: from the attic with the help of many strong men.
0: I have to wait for my friend to come over because I want to string lights on my ceiling, but she's so much taller than me. She was like... You don't need a step so she's like, I'll just come over and show So you have the opposite of a Christmas yeah, elf. She put she put her hand up and was like, Jesus Christ, body. you can touch my ceiling. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, I'm like on a two-step step stool trying to get to the back of my own cabinets. No, you have a step
1: stool to get onto your own toilet.
0: That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, I need one. That's the thing. I don't have one, and I need one.
1: I guess we know where we're getting you for Christmas. A step stool. Yes. Thank you and very much. And I think on that note, that's going to do it for
0: <laughs> Three
1: Book Girls. (laughs) Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.